Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Pastini is Eugene's new Italian bistro at Oakway Center. Dedicated to serving up two of life's greatest pleasures, pasta and wine. Join them for classic favorites like spaghetti and meatballs, linguine with clams and sausage, and fettuccine Alfredo paired with hand-selected Pacific Northwest and Italian wines. Pastini. Eat pasta. Drink wine. Welcome to the Duck Pod. From the Register Guard newsroom, here's Ryan Thorburn and Austin Meek. All right, we're back for another episode of the Duck Pod. Ryan Thorburn here with Austin Meek. As usual, Austin, we're getting ready for the annual spring game, Oregon versus Oregon on Saturday at Autzen Stadium. Mario Cristobal's second spring game as head coach. Are there any storylines as a columnist you're that have piqued your interest or are you just going to kind of watch and, and see what comes to mind? Would you like the honest answer to that question or, uh, or no? Um, I'd like the honest answer because <laughs> this is a podcast. You know, it, um, interest is relative when you're talking about spring football. Um, there are some things that are more interesting to me than others. Spring football um, is in the others category, but it's here. It happens. We cover it. Um, there is a spring game on Saturday. You know, it's a chance to see some guys uh, in uniform that we haven't seen yet. Um, some of the freshman receivers that are on campus, I think everybody is curious to see if a guy like Micah Pittman is going to be able to play, uh, contribute in the fall. Of course, Juwan Johnson, the grad transfer from Penn State, is a storyline. Um guy like Kayvon Thibodeau, who you know, we talked to for the first time a couple weeks ago and clearly has that star quality about him. Uh, I think if he can live up on the field to what his recruiting rankings would indicate, then he's going to be a big, big deal at Oregon for a long time. So some of, the, you know, some of that stuff you are paying attention to during the spring game, uh, assuming that you can, uh, can stay awake. Yeah, and we all always complain that practices are closed and we can't see what's going on. And this, as Mario said today, is really the 15th practice. He doesn't want to just go out there and screw around and have fun. He wants to get something out of this. Uh, he's divided the team up pretty evenly, uh, so it's competitive was kind of his thinking on that. There wasn't a player draft or anything. It sounds like him and the staff kind of divided it up. So... I'm not going to complain about watching football in the sun, hopefully. Uh, hopefully this weather holds up. It's finally gorgeous in Oregon and green and the payoff for all that rain right yeah. now. So um, I guess some of the names that keep cropping up, and usually when pe- multiple players and coaches bring up names that are standing out, you tend to believe them even though you don't watch the practices. Um, and one of them you already mentioned, Micah Pittman, is clearly ascending as a as a slot receiver that 
is going to be a factor this year, whether he starts or doesn't start. I think uh, he's a name that crops up quite a bit. And, uh, you know, obviously because of his background and his size, uh, Jawan Johnson is going to be a factor too. So I'm curious to see, like, does the old guard, Johnny Johnson, Brendan Schooler, Red, a lot of these guys have a lot of experience, but kind of dropped off and let Dylan Mitchell do all the heavy lifting last year. Will they bounce back or is it going to be these young, young slash new guys taking over the starting lineup? I'll give Mario Cristobal credit on this, that he is not, as you said, turning the spring game into some really goofy, you know, weird format that nobody can figure out. Some coaches treat it like, a, you know, just a glorified practice where every position group is separate doing their own drills, which from a fan standpoint is not that entertaining to watch. So Mario Cristobal said it's going to be good on good. It's going to be number one offense versus number one defense. And they're treating it like a real game. And I, you know, if if you're going to be uh, if you're going to be watching the spring game, that's the kind of spring game I want to watch. I want to see Oregon's best players go up against Oregon's best players, uh, and see what happens. And you know, the other part of the spring game, and I asked Mario about this today. A lot of it's about recruiting. You know, it's a chance to get players on your campus. He pointed out that it's the last chance until the fall for these recruits to experience Autzen Stadium with fans in the stands to experience a game-like atmosphere. And you know Mario Cristobal, you know that he gets the entire recruiting game. Uh, he puts more into that than I think any head coach that I've ever been around. So if you're trying to figure out why to care about the spring game, there's one reason is it's a big recruiting w- weekend. They're going to have a lot of players on campus. Yeah, I'm sure it was a big recruiting weekend when Mark Helfrich was here as well, but I don't remember – it being like it is now. I mean, no. two years ago, I remember they didn't have very many verbal commitments. They had a new coach, obviously. They had fired Helfrich. And after the spring game, Willie got a number of high-level recruits, and it just seemed to be a momentum uh, up to the point where they were ranked number one by scout. And obviously, uh, that momentum was, was crushed with him leaving to Florida State. But it's that spring game two years ago really started this uh, – focus on we're going to invite four and five star guys to campus and a couple of them are going to say we're down with Oregon and it's going to start this momentum for the recruiting classes yeah another thing that came up today I thought it was kind of interesting uh Mario was asked uh about CJ Verdell and sort of the context of the question was that CJ Verdell had been limited in the spring and that it had occurred to me too like we just haven't heard much about CJ Verdell this spring yeah, he's coming off a, a productive uh, freshman season, rushed for a thousand yards. Uh, but when you've been hearing about running backs this spring, his name hasn't really um, hasn't really been at the forefront. You make anything of that? Just a matter of a guy who had a lot of carries last year. They're trying to uh, ease up the workload a little bit this spring. Or would that say to you that maybe they weren't totally satisfied with the running game last year, and they want to give some of these other guys more of a look in the spring? I think. I don't know if he's injured or not. Mario says he's not injured. But from what I remember, I was uh, doing March Madness during the pre-spring break portion of, of spring practice. But from what I remember, they were holding CJ out and letting other guys do more. Uh, Mario's explanation is that you know CJ had a big load last year, obviously proved himself as a runner and a pass catcher. And uh, it was just an opportunity to give him 
little rest, save some wear and tear on him. I mean, running backs only last for so many carries in their career. Uh, and they have some other guys, um, you know, Cyrus Habibi Lakio is a guy who scored a lot of touchdowns on the goal line, but they kind of want to see, can he do it, you know, on, on an every down basis, uh, like Dye and Verdell. And, uh, you know, so I just think it was an opportunity for those other guys to, to get more reps and, um, I don't. I don't make anything of it. I think C.J. Verdell is a rock solid Pac-12 running back, and I believe he will be the starter for the next two years. The other question in the spring is always, uh, you know, if you if you've got an incumbent starting quarterback, as Oregon obviously does with Justin Herbert, then the question in the spring is always about your backups. Sounds like Tyler Shuck has separated himself as the clear backup to Justin Herbert, which is no surprise. You would think Shuck. You know, as as a guy who's been in the program a year, as a guy who was a, a four star recruit, he ought to be the backup. He ought to be ready for that. If he's not, it's probably a red flag. So, uh, you're happy to hear that he's in that position. You know, Kale Millen as a freshman, uh, you know, obviously still learning, uh, had had been slowed by a foot injury in the spring. So, you would assume that Oregon's taking it slow with him. The Braxton Burmeister era has has ended. Uh, what are you looking for from the quarterbacks, starting with Herbert in the spring game, and then also the guys behind him? Well, I just want to see Tyler Shuck throw the ball. I mean, he <laughs> yeah. played, I think, in three games last year and did not attempt to pass. Uh, if you remember, when Herbert was injured at Oregon State at the end of the second quarter, uh, initially they put Tyler in. So he was clearly number two that day. Uh, they go into halftime, come back out, and they put Braxton Burmeister in there. So, you know, I understand that Braxton had the experience from the previous year. They were basically going to hand off and run the ball down the Beavers' throat. But uh, that was kind of an interesting decision, in my opinion. Uh, and, you know, I don't know if they were hoping that Braxton would sit, would stay or not. That's why I take all these uh, – I mentioned that, you know, they've mentioned certain guys. Tyler's been getting a lot of praise as the head and shoulders above everyone else, number two guy. But at the same time, they were pumping up Burmeister the past two years. You know, they pumped up Jeff Lockie. That's just what you have to do, and I understand that. They don't want these guys transferring. So, you know, they pump them up until the writing's on the wall and, and Burmeister transfers. And, you know, I don't like to bag on people, but... I mean, Burmeister transferred to Virginia Tech. If Virginia Tech needs Burmeister to be their quarterback, <laughs> that program's done. Uh, and you yeah. just got to hope Tyler Shuck is – he's certainly a different player than Braxton. He's more prototypical height, uh, more like Justin Herbert frame, um, not the muscle at this point. But it sounds like he is really a cerebral guy too, like Justin. So I want to see him throw the ball and throw it downfield and, and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, I'm with you, and I think a lot of Oregon fans felt this way, that they wanted to see more of Tyler Shuck last year because they'd seen Braxton Burmeister the year before. You knew what he was. He had a ceiling. Uh, you know, he, he could run around back there, uh, not a great passer. He just, you know, he was what he was. And we don't know what Tyler Shuck is because we haven't had a chance to see him. And I, I thought the same thing during that Oregon State game last year. It's like, boy, that's a great opportunity uh, in a game that you know you were in control of to put put Tyler Shuck out there and see what he can do. But I understand, you know, the conditions were terrible. They didn't want to throw him in there. But at some point, we got to see what they have in this guy. And at some point, we're going to see what they have uh, with their new defense and their do, new defensive coordinator, Andy Avalos. 
What do you think we can learn, if anything, about his defense and his defensive philosophy in a spring game? Not much. Yeah. I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau and these guys, I think we'll be able to get after the, the quarterback this year, but we won't know because you know they're not going to be hitting Tyler, or certainly not Justin. So <laughs> I don't think you can learn a lot. Um, uh, Isaac Slade is a name that keeps cropping up as a guy who's stepped his game up and will probably be the starter inside opposite Troy Dye when, when the season begins. Uh, you know, they, they really like what the cornerbacks did last year, uh, Graham and, and Diamondor, so and they're back. Um, I think safety is an interesting position. You have, you know, the Brady Breezes of the world that have been around for a while, but, you know, have they can they get it back or – you know, Justin Holland is certainly a solid player as a freshman. You know, I'm not sure what to look for um, other than, I don't know, is it, <laughs> there's just going to be an air of excitement because these guys seem to really like Andy. And uh, it's interesting because they really like Jim, but it seems like they, they're looking forward to trying something different. Who do you think plays that uh, that stand-up outside linebacker position? Because at first I, I thought, Kayvon Thibodeau would be like the prototype for that, but he says no. He's a defensive end with his with his hand down. Uh, is it is it a guy like DJ Johnson who was transfer from Miami? Is it a guy like Lamar Winston? Uh, did you get any sense this spring of who really fits in in that position? Because it sounds like that position is pretty key in Andy Avalos's defense. Yeah, it really is. And I know Lamar is a versatile player, and you know he's. Uh, a guy that can get around that end and, and create some problems, even though he's not a super big guy. He's an athletic guy. And, uh, yeah, I would think Lamar would be a candidate. Um, I've requested DJ Johnson several times this spring. They have not made him available. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, maybe they want to see him do something before he speaks. But uh, certainly a guy who is a high-level recruit um, that, uh, you know, certainly looks the part. I don't know if you've yep. seen him walking around, but he stands out from a physical aspect. So, you know, I, I do think Avalos has some tools to work with, uh, replacing, uh, you know, Jalen Jelks and Hollins is not going to be easy, but I, I do think they have the talent to do so. All right. Well, that's all I got. Uh, spring game, 2 p.m. Saturday at Autzen Stadium. We'll be there. Get all your coverage at DuckSports.com. Thanks for checking out the podcast, and we'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Duck Pod. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts.